people need to be able to think, speak, and act without self-restraint. As an academic scientist, I have had the privilege of working with prescient giants in the field, such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Zev Zelenko, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, and Dr. Harvey Reich. This is America Out Loud Talk Radio. Welcome to my Liberty Hour. I am Dr. Paul Alexander. Hey, welcome back to the uh, America Out Loud Liberty Hour um, uh, with Dr. Paul Alexander, and this is his hour and uh, the America Out Loud platform. I want to give thanks to Malcolm again and um, all of his uh, his people behind the scenes making this possible for Dr. Rich, Dr. McCullough, myself, um, the Bregans, etc. And um, you know we are. We are fighting the cancel culture and the woke mentality and just the tyranny under even the prior administration and the present administration in the United States and um, the complicit conspiring with big, with big tech, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, et cetera, to, to uh, shut us down and cancel us because we gave you contrarian skeptic views on the COVID pandemic. As you know, I've been clear, the COVID pandemic has been a fraud day one. Nothing about it is correct. Nothing about it was true. Everything from the virus all the way to the vaccine. The COVID gene injection was a complete failure day one. They knew it. They knew that as long as they brought a vaccine or a gene injection that did not sterilize the virus, that means confer complete sterilizing immunity. That means in medical immunological terms, stopped infection, stopped replication, stopped transmission. If they did not do that, that, um, that they would drive natural selective pressure on the antigen. In this case, the antigen is a target to the antibodies. That would be the spike protein. And um, the reality about it is a critical issue in this that I've been clamoring for is why children should not be vaccinated. Your children uh, have a statistical zero risk of becoming severely ill or dying from COVID. All, always did, still do. But the problem is by vaccinating with these um, particular mRNA technology uh, gene injections, um, the antibodies that are induced, and we've argued this, they have a very high specificity and strong binding capacity to the uh, spike protein binding sites, the epitopes. And these vaccinal antibodies will outcompete. They will outcompete and subvert. Let's use the word sideline, the, the child's innate antibodies from their innate immune system. Remember, children come set, pre-wired with an innate immune system that is uh, rudimentary, one would have to say, but broadly protective, yet potent enough for the child to cope with environment and with, with pathogen, particularly other viruses, glycosylated viruses. And um, <clears throat> the high specificity, um, high targeting, high binding capacity of the vaccine-induced antibodies due to the mRNA vaccine, uh, this sidelines the neutralization by the natural innate immune system 
Remember, critically, I've also argued it sidelines, it hampers the ability of the innate antibodies to educate the innate immune system's NK cells. The NK cells, which is short for natural killer cells. And remember, the natural killer cells play a very critical role in recognizing self from non-self. That is molecular self-mimicking patterns that on, that on the, the surface of the virus infect itself. This is how the immune system recognizes what belongs to you and what does not belong to you. It recognizes when a cell is infected with virus or that cell is producing foreign proteins. That cell is not supposed to be in your body. And those cells are what are targeted for destruction and elimination. It is the natural killer cells. Their job is to detect, to understand which cells do not, which tissue do not belong to you. And in a child, this is a critical window of training that must take place, orchestrated by the innate immune system of the child. And the vaccine-induced antibodies, this is the key. I'm saying it again. I'm not trying to repeat myself, but I kept saying this. The vaccine-induced antibodies from the COVID gene injection outcompetes the natural innate antibodies that the child comes with. Broadly protective innate antibodies but they are outcompeted. That means that they are blocked from actually binding to viruses in the environment when they should be. So in other words, your child's innate immune system, an immune system is waiting and primed, primed to be educated, primed to be trained, primed to be shown how to handle pathogen is confronted with now in the environment pathogen that its viruses is going to be confronted with in the future, and also how the child's immune system is to recognize self, that means belonging to the child, from non-self. If the child's immune system fails in this window of opportunity, normally about four to six months post-birth, when the maternal antibodies begin to fade and wane, then this window of opportunity for training is critical. If you vaccinate a child at that point with these COVID gene injections, they will damage the innate immune system from doing that training. If you vaccinated the mother, assume then <clears throat> that you are vaccinating the child <clears throat> because the antibodies that the mother induces will be transferred to the child in placenta. So you have to understand the spike protein that the mother produces will be transferred to the child via placenta. We know we've seen it in breast milk. That means that that spike protein that does so much of damage to the endothelial layers in the vascular system in adults, as you know, it causes bleeding, clotting, um, paralysis, aneurysms, brain bleeds, um, vaccine-induced thrombotic thrombocytopenia, purpura, all of these different conditions, Guillain-Barre. So you know that whatever the adult deals with, the child is going to deal with. The child in utero, or the child immediate post-birth, the newborn, the infant, et cetera. So it is critical. Remember, <clears throat> all of these viruses in the environment share similar surfaces. And I, I don't want to get too much into the biochemistry or the immunology, but I mean, I'm saying it in layman terms so you get what we're saying. Why, above all, it is critical. Your child has a statistical zero risk chance, likelihood of ever becoming severely ill or dying from COVID. This was day one, three and a half years ago. And Fauci and Burks and Walensky and the whole tribe 
Bula from Pfizer, Bansel from Adola, from Adola, Carico, Wiseman, Sahin from BioNTech, they all knew <clears throat> that the vaccine did not confer sterilizing immunity, was not neutralizing the, the, the virus properly. So therefore it was infecting you and reinfecting you post-shot and you were also capable of massive transmission. In fact, a kind of amplified transmission. So what, was what we are trying to say is when the maternal antibodies wane six months out after birth, the child's innate immune system must be initiated on its own. It must begin training on its own. And it does this training by you allowing the child to navigate and interface with the environment and for viruses and pathogens to come at the child's immune system. The child's innate antibodies, again, it's broadly protective, low specificity, unlike the high specificity of the vaccine-induced antibodies, the child's innate antibodies would see viruses, see measles, mumps, rubella, rotavirus, RSV, other coronaviruses, influenza, because all of these viruses carry similar surface proteins, similar surface molecules like glycans, sugars, etc. So they almost mimic each other and they look alike. So when you induce an immune response to one, you're actually inducing broad protective um, protection against most. And that's the issue. When you subvert these innate antibodies by blocking them from binding to viruses, because remember, if the vaccine-induced antibodies outcompetes the innate antibodies for the binding sites on the virus, therefore it means it gets there first and it binds strongly. That means that the innate antibodies, which can bind and wants to bind, so it can educate the child's innate immune system, cannot bind because the vaccine-induced antibodies have taken up all of the binding sites on the surface of the, of the virus. In other words, it, it, it embroiders, it embroideries the virus, it, a constellation of, of um, vaccine-induced antibodies speckled all across the virus. And the innate antibodies belonging to the child, which should be the one binding, so they can train and educate the child's innate immune system at that critical window for the future and for uh, recognizing self and non-self cannot bind. But <clears throat> here's the key, and I think I might have digressed, but actually it's a key point, and people, people really appreciate when I explain this. What we are saying then is this, that child's innate immune system, particularly the portion of it that deals with recognizing self from non-self is suboptimally trained now, cannot be trained. Therefore, the child's innate immune system, the natural killer cells, which should be educated on how to recognize self from non-self is not educated. That child then is at risk, high risk for auto-reactivity and autoimmune disease lifelong. That child could become severely ill and die that child's immune system will not be trained on measles, mumps, rubella, et cetera. Those normal uh, uh, pathogen out there that we have tamped down, we've got our arms around for the last 50 years, uh, would now flare up. And you are beginning to see that. Those cases of, of, infect, of virus, et cetera, and pathogen that are emerging, that we had a control over, and we had no cases, and all of a sudden you're hearing measles here, um, rotavirus there, etc. RSV flaring. It's because 
we have made the devastating step to vaccinate these newborns, vaccinate children. Remember, Pfizer got emergency use authorization to expand, expand vaccine to six months and above. That is when at six months, the child's innate immune system does not have, you may say I'm repeating myself, but there's a lot of complex issues I'm trying to get you to follow. At six months, the maternal antibodies wane. At six months, the child must educate its own immune system, particularly the immune system we're talking about is the innate immune system. It's the first line of defense. That innate immune system is comprised of innate antibodies and natural killer cells principally. That is your first line of defense. Once the innate immune system in a child and a young person, etc., is properly trained, and this happens in childhood, then when that child encounters that person, similar pathogen in the future, the immune system is trained on how to handle it and dispatch it. That's why children who develop normally in the environment are not locked down as we did, okay? That's why they seldom get severely ill. They may get a few symptoms for a few hours, stay home from school for a day or two. What is that? That is their innate immune system that was properly trained, reacting to a pathogen that it saw before and is dispatching it. It can dispatch it near immediately in an hour. And sometimes you would never know that that child was exposed to some sort of virus or infection because the innate immune system eliminated it, vanquished it. The innate antibodies, first line of defense, dealt with it. It is when the innate, the, innate, the, the innate antibodies fail, that first line of defense, then you have to start considering the second line of defense, which is the acquired adaptive immune system. That is the immune system that has memory, immunological memory. That is the one that we keep talking about as natural immunity. However, natural immunity is actually comprised of the acquired adaptive, which is the second line, and the first line, which is the innate. We made a mistake. Those of us who are fighting against this vaccine, we did not properly educate the public on the innate immune system. That actually is the more potent aspect of your immune system because that's your first line. That is the part of the immune system. The innate immune system is the surface of your skin, the surface of your eyes, and principally, that snotty snot, that mucusy, slimy layer in your nostrils, in your nasal passages, in the back of your throat, down your stomach, your digestive tract. Let me just try and reiterate something. The child's innate immune system, I want to talk about a meeting I went to Trump's uh, Bedminster golf course where I met the president, had a few words with him. Um, Tremendous opportunity, and I want to just let you know that Porter's Trump 45, he's listening to alternative views and he's listening to us. And that's all I will tell you at this point. Um, I have photos in my Substack. Go to Alexander COVID News. That's A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R COVID News. And uh, you'd see my photos. And um, what I want to try and tell you in that segment is this. Just let me summarize it. Child comes into this world. It has maternal antibodies that would last four to six months. At about four to six months, the maternal antibodies wane. They go. At that point, the child has to initiate. 
will kickstart its own immune system. It has to train it. That training is orchestrated or executed by the innate portion of that immune system. The innate immune system has particular antibodies called innate antibodies generated by B1 cells. That's separate from the B cells that generate antibodies with the acquired adaptive immune system, the second line, um, that tunes out antibodies in terms of memory. The, uh, the innate antibodies, their function is several fold. One, to educate the child's immune system immediately in how to, to deal with pathogens confronted with now. So it will deal with how to deal with COVID now. It will also educate the immune system in a child and how to deal with pathogen in the future. It does this by binding to the viruses in the environment. It binds to the binding sites of all the different viruses and then trains and educates itself. So the child knows because these viruses tend to be what we call glycosylated. They share similar surface proteins, similar surface sugars, glycans, similar antigens, etc. So they mimic themselves, they, 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 look, they look similar, self-like, self-mimicking. The child's immune system must educate the natural killer cells on how to handle self from non-self, which means the child needs to understand what belongs the immune system to the child and what does not. So it needs to know the immune system of a child, what it should attack and what it should leave alone. If that training is breached, that's when a child is at risk of severe autoimmune disease the rest of their life. Let me end this segment by telling you I want to thank Malcolm. Please go to my blog, Alexander Kobe. Support me at sr73hgmail.com itself. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. AmericaOutloud.com. If you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought, working hard to earn your trust for seven incredible years and counting. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to segment two of uh, America Out Loud Talk Radio. And you're listening to the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour on the America Out Loud Talk Radio show. You know that um, my talk shows go to podcasts the following day. You can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora. And um, please take a look, take a listen. Don't forget to support Malcolm and his platform, America Out Loud. Don't forget to support me. Um, you can find me on Zell, Z-E-L-L-E. -L -L -E. um, if you want to help me financially, you can support sr7283 at gmail.com. That's the email, 
sr7283 at gmail.com. And my blog, as you know, I write daily Alexander COVID news. Look, there are a lot of issues that we have to deal with right now. And uh, I found one very interesting story I, I saw in Drudge by George Will, you know, the never Trumper rhino. He said that neither Don uh, or Ron, so Trump nor DeSantis will get nomination. So I don't know what world he's living in and what he's thinking about or talking about. And um, I think this is very, um, uh, this guy is such a rabid rhino and he's been flat wrong and everything. And, um, you know, uh, I think some good news that I've heard today is that Tucker Carlson is creating a new media company, which I think is absolutely important and a good way forward, good move for him. So these are the, the kind of, uh, you know, like stories that are supposed to be um, top, top level stories right now that um, I, wanna, um, I wanted to touch base on. You know, it's very interesting what happened with the uh, cocaine situation in the White House and that uh, with the FBI and they not even doing um, any interrogations of anyone and concluding that, um, you know, they, there's, no, there's no resolution. So in other words, they haven't even spoken to anyone yet they're concluding that, they, that, they, that the case is almost like cold. They can't find out, figure out who that the cocaine belonged to. In the White House, with, with cameras everywhere, everything recorded, they're telling you that. So it just goes to show you how far up the corruption is. And they will do wrong in your face and try to tell you that what you're seeing, what your eyes see and your ears hear, don't believe it. You know, don't believe it. It's almost like a constant world of misdirection. Now, remember Houdini? Houdini would make elephants appear and disappear on stage with no real elephants. And you would think it's elephants on that stage because he used the art of misdirection very cleverly and ingeniously. You know, what the eyes see and the ears hear, the mind believes. And he would misdirect you. And these politicians are very good at this Houdini um, skill of... Uh, uh, misdirection. So, you know, we have to be uh, concerned about that. There are some substacks that, um, that I wanted to, uh, to touch base on right now. And, and look, the reality about it is that um, the reality about it is that we are facing serious, serious issues because we have a situation right now of a lot of people dying suddenly, dying at dawn, dying in your sleep, um, dying on the play field, school bus drivers, airline pilots. We have about three that have died in flight with commercial capacitations with pilots just before uh, suffering cardiac arrest, as well as just after landing. And I want to just take a brief time before getting into this very, very crushing case. It's on my substack. It's coming out at around one o'clock today. It's about a young girl. Her name is Selena Lau, surname L-A-U, in England, Wimbledon, England, and uh, eight years old. And she and her colleague died uh, uh, this week because a, uh, a driver of a, looks like a Land Rover SUV, um, supposedly passed out, got delirious in the vehicle. And um, they said seizure. And she crashed into the school area and uh, killed these uh, killed these young people and injured like 15 to 20 people. Seriously, I want to get to that because I'm, I'm making the argument that unless this story excludes myocarditis openly for us medically, 
unless they tell us the vaccine status of the bus driver, the, the car driver, then we know it's vaccine. And that's how it's like when they report, um, they say a truck or a van just ran into the, uh, the pedestrian standing up by the bus stop or in the, in the farmer's market, you know it's an Islamic Muslim person. You know it's a jihadist who commissioned that vehicle and ran them over, like it happened in Toronto, it happens in Germany, it happens in Belgium, it happens everywhere, in France and in England. So, but once they don't tell you the ethnicity, once they don't tell you anything and they tell you uh, investigations ongoing, you know who it is already. Same thing here. We know it is the vaccine. We know the vaccine is killing people. They're dying suddenly. And you have to understand what we're talking about again. So I'll take the opportunity to describe it again. We are talking about silent myocarditis. We are talking about brain aneurysms, bleeding, clotting in the brain, hemorrhage in the brain. We are talking about dissecting aneurysms. Uh, we are talking about um, situations where there's microthrombite blood clots across the bloodstream, across the tissues, because of the mRNA technology gene injection platform. Also the DNA platform, you know, the AstraZeneca and Johnson Johnson in the beginning. But the reality about it is that, um, is that what happens again in simple form is this. When you take the mRNA shot, look, you need to get into your head that, that myocarditis is caused by viral illness and, uh, and uh, parvovirus, et cetera. We are not seeing that you couldn't get it from the COVID virus itself. But the, the point that we're making is that the excess mortality, the excess risk now is due to the vaccine. It does happen due to the virus, but, but you need to ask yourself, how much risk of myocarditis silent beyond baseline risk does this vaccine cause? And that has been the problem. And what we are seeing is, um, especially young men, young males, but now we have data from Basel, Switzerland, by Mueller et al. showing that girls, females can also have myocardial lesions. What we're seeing is that these young males, typically between the ages of 16 to 24, 26, um, they're suffering myocarditis and pericarditis at drastic numbers. And the reality about it is that they, um, between the, uh, the spike protein that's generated as part of the immune response, targeting the myocardial cells, the heart cells, damages, damaging it, causing bleeding, causing clotting, uh, all sorts of, of, uh, of, of deleterious situations. The heart muscle becomes scarred and heart muscle does not rejuvenate or replace like other cells. The muscles. So when that heart muscle is scarred, myocarditis is dead, it's gone forever. And um, the key with that is that the electrical conduction across the heart, the heart muscle that is already scarred and dead, can't take place. But remember in a young person, et cetera, the heart can compensate, you know, it adjusts the cardiac reserve, et cetera, and it makes adjustments. And a young person is generally phys physiologically, anatomically healthy. However, here's the problem, especially with pilots in the cockpit, uh, young high-level athletes on the play field who have myocarditis silent, like these bus drivers too. It is when you're in an exertional situation or a stress situation, and it actually happens with these deaths we're seeing in dying at dawn or dying in your sleep, it's because these people, when you are rising uh, between three, four, five, six in the morning, uh, 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 catecholamines, which are like adrenaline, epinephrine, norepinephrine, gets released into the bloodstream to help you rise. 
to wake you up, you know, increase blood pressure, increase pulse pressure, increase body temperature, increase heart rate, etc. Because you are rising. And uh, you could say that's like a stressful situation to the system because the system was sleeping. Uh, stressful situations happens and it causes a flood of adrenaline. This catecholamine means into the bloodstream. So athletes playing on the soccer field, NFL player, Damar Hamlin, um, Shane Warne, that cricketer, etc. Pilots in the cockpit. Now we're seeing these decks of people driving cars, driving buses, etc. And the reality about it is when the, the heart is scarred and the muscle is dead, but the heart is working, it looks like normally, but with that adrenaline flooding the bloodstream and bathing that myocardially scarred heart, it puts too much pressure on McCullough, myself, Dr. Dan Stock, etc. We've written and discussed this die suddenly situation with the, um, the adrenaline flooding the scarred heart. And it puts too much strain on the heart. And it's that heart that goes into cardiac arrhythmias, irregular beating, and eventually into cardiac arrest. And uh, depending on if there's no proper response, no paddling of the heart, no shocking, if, it, if the minutes tick on, then remember the brain survives a little bit longer after the heart stops, but then the brain dies and then you're, 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 you're dead. You can't come back. So the reality is when the heart stops, you're, you're technically dead when the heart stops, but the brain could live on for about eight to 10 minutes. It is in during that eight to 10 minutes after heart stops, the CPR is critical um, defibrillation is critical to shock the heart. And um, that's why you come back. So Damar Hamlin technically died on the field. He got 10 minutes of CPR and they brought him back. He then crashed again in the ambulance. So the reality is he died. But medical intervention, modern medicine, was able to bring him back with the CPR and the, the defibrillation, etc. So you need to understand that that is modern medicine that saved him. So we have this situation of... Um, these sudden deaths that are happening. And this young girl, uh, Selena Lau, uh, Lau, died because this, um, this driver in Wilmington, England, drove into the, uh, to the school, injuring 15 and killing two. Selena was one. The driver set up through her tongue in a, in, a, in a sort of a seizure. Um, what was key in the investigation so far is they didn't find any drugs or any alcohol. So my question in my blog, remember my blog is Alexander COVID News, was this mRNA vaccine induced, this, this death? You know, why are we seeing these incidents of people incapacitated behind the driving wheel, school bus drivers, normal drivers, mothers, airline pilots, and all with one common thread, which is that they all had the COVID vaccine and vaccine has not been ruled out. So what, what is happening here to pilots, school bus drivers, et cetera? Is this vaccine induced silent? asymptomatic myocarditis that caused damaged scarred heart muscle, similar to what happened in Hamlin or Jamie Foxx even. So are we that stupid to have been misled for three years on all things COVID, yet now see these unexplained sudden deaths, but we, we are tongue-tied. We can't say anything. We're not asked the right questions. So did this driver of, uh, that killed Selena and her, and her other colleague suffer an arrhythmia and then cardiac arrest? Uh, the dissolution of adrenaline across the scarred myocarditis heart, similar to what we're seeing, as I said earlier, in dying at dawn, dying in your sleep phenom phenomena. Was this an aneurysm that the driver suffered? Again, vaccine-induced. Was this a seizure vaccine-induced? Was this a hemorrhage, blood clotting? So the question then is, 
should we now move to mandates, which I think we must, all pilots of commercial planes, all school bus drivers carrying students to take tests to exclude silent myocarditis and clots before taking to the wheel, before taking to the cockpit, even stewardesses in the plane, anyone transporting many persons, any drivers, truck drivers. You know, we can do tests and there's low cost tests like D-dimer to test for those microclots, microtrombi across the tissue post after mRNA vaccine. We could use a test called high sensitivity troponin to test for heart damage. You know, that enzyme that you detect post heart attack or heart damage. We can do EKGs. We can do chest MRI using gadolinum contrast. So, but look, what is the alternative? Do we stick our heads in the sand? Can we ask the questions? What are we dealing with here? I am appealing to all involved with the COVID shot from the vaccine, the mRNA, to the vaccine itself, all the way to the rollout. I'm talking about Pfizer, Moderna, Bola, Bansal, Sahin from BioNTech, all of them. I'm saying all involved with the COVID shots to come forward and help explain to the public and the medical community what is apparently happening here and what they could do to reverse or mitigate this. Please, I'm begging you. We are seeing now people committed. We're even seeing people committing suicide due to the vaccine injuries. They cannot go on in their usual high-functioning lives. They're depressed. They're anxious for the harms, the side effects, and they kill themselves. So do we be silent? Why must I, why must Dr. Marcus, why must Dr. McCullough, Dr. Rich, why must we be attacked for raising serious needed questions post-vaccine? It's a very, very serious issue that we have to consider now because we have these deaths beginning to pile up. They seem unexplained, but to me, they're not. And I wanted to also touch base today on a study that came out in August 2021, if you remember, by Gazette et al. It's a very important study because that, to me, was a watershed study. I wrote about this in a brownstone op-ed that I wrote. This study by Gazette, G-A-Z-I-T et al., it's an Israeli study, told us very important things. But before I get to that, let me, let me tend to this segment by closing off. I wanted to remind you that um, you are listening to the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network. And this is Dr. Paul Alexander in his Liberty Hour. And uh, the reality about it is that um, in, this, uh, in this situation, what we are seeing is that um, we are seeing a lot of our uh, debts that are piling up. And we have to be grateful to Malcolm and the America Out Loud Talk Radio platform for giving us this opportunity in this work cancel culture era that is shutting down we, shutting down McCullough, shutting down Marcus, shutting down myself, shutting down Ladako, shutting us all down, shutting down Tenenbaum, Hodkinson, uh, Ameling, etc. because we are bringing information to the public. Remember, all my talk shows go to podcast next day on Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, etc. And also what we need to understand is that um, uh, you can go to Zell, sr7283 at gmail.com sr7283 at gmail.com provide me any support that you can be very very grateful um, i wanted to also talk about the wellness company that is twc.health that is t as in tom w as in woman c as in charlie.health twc is a is a company started by foster colson i believe even that malcolm is doing some work with them uh, which is tremendous and uh, Foster is uh, this British Columbian entrepreneur um, who 
has put his money behind this COVID effort. And he's funded, he's funded Dr. Zev Zelenko, Dr. Zelenko's early treatment platform. And uh, this is a nutraceutical company that is focused on um, bringing, uh, bringing uh, very, very critical information to the general public about improving health. You know, much needed information. It's uh, to try to get back to our pre-COVID feeling. Um, remember the vaccine, the, the, the spike protein is posing long-term threat to your health. And um, they, they're producing a bunch of nutraceuticals that could help support in this era, help support and thin out the blood, dissolve the spike protein. But it's not just a nutraceutical company. TWC.health is trying to revolutionize medicine and to allow you access to doctors in a telehealth kind of model um, so that uh, you can have high level healthcare um, prescriptions, online prescriptions, you get medicine, the prescriptions filled. You could get to see a doctor once, you know, you become part of the plan. You could see the doctor every day, as many times as you want online. You could get as many nutraceuticals as you want. You could get as many referrals, exemption letters, etc. So TWC is one uh, platform, one company that I'm supporting. And I suggest you take a look at the website, twc.health. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. It was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, Lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing, leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to Dr. Paul Alexander, third segment of the America Out Loud Talk Radio show. And um, what we are doing right now is that uh, we are fighting the work tyranny of the cancel culture and the, the efforts to um, censor us. And uh, people like myself and McCullough have the opportunity because of people like Malcolm of America Out Loud, who is giving us um, this chance. And uh, before I go forward, I wanted to just touch base quickly with the fact that we are, we are representing or supporting or being supported by the wellness company. This is an outfit out of British Columbia initially, but it's a wellness company, United States, the wellness company uh, Canada, TWC.health. And uh, the, the real thesis or dictum of it is that for you to own your own health, and it's a very important statement and feel your best, you know, and the, and, and, and the company's uh, main model is it, 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 it provides you supplements, top level supplements, including this, the, the, the very popular spike detoxifier. It's a, um, it's a formulation that includes principally natokinase, which is a natural blood thinner, fibrolinic, 
they take uh, blood thinning uh, um, um, uh, a molecular structure that um, formulation that deals with the spike protein due to the virus and due to the, uh, to the vaccine. As well as the company uh, offers you online doctors who will put you first. So, you know, it's, it's an effort to help you unlock your own wellness, you know, and um, medicine in a way that your old doctors won't tell you about. So you want to get back to that pre-COVID feeling and that NATO kinase-based spike support formula can really help you. You know, you want to you wanna really shed the, um, the shackles from pharma and get freedom from pharma. You know, the, that vicious cycle of chronic medications where pharmaceutical companies and the government want you on polydrugs, you know, medicated all the time. The, the company pushes no force vaccine, that philosophy. And it pushes for um, vaccine exemptions, you know, persons who, who qualify for, for vaccine exemptions. So I wanted to mention that it's very important. For this segment, you know, I touched on recently in the prior segment about uh, um, the two eight-year-old girls who died um, in the London prep school in Wimbledon after a driver collapses with a seizure, a parent seizure, and crashes into the school. It happened on July the 6th this year, 2023. But it seemed that these these crashes, bus driver crashes, etc., is a is a daily occurrence. So, I've written on my prior Substack about this. You know, this died suddenly phenomena. You know, dying at dawn, dying in your sleep, and how the mRNA technology platform is causing what we call silent myocarditis and putting you at risk of cardiac arrest. And uh, there are many, many instances that 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 46-year-old driver of that Land Rover that killed those two kids in Wimbledon, and um, Selena Lau died, but the second girl in her school died also, um, Nuria Shajad, S-A-J-J-A-D, she's the second victim. And um, there was this situation in Adelaide, Australia. He had a, this man had a, a, a medical episode and crashed into a barber shop. One is uh, Battle Creek, Missouri, a 47-year-old man had a met and he crashed into the airport. So this is happening constantly. And um, it's a very, very serious issue. And we can't be silent and put our heads in the sand. This mRNA platform, including the DNA adenoviral delivery platform, these have caused devastating clots, aneurysm, brain bleeds, myocarditis, pericarditis, damage to the heart etc bleeding clotting and um, most of us now know somebody who had side effect or may have died from the vaccine um i think it's something very serious and i put it on my blog alexander covid news that's a-l-e-x-a-n-d-e-r space covid space news i think um my blog on that topic is worth the read my blog is free as you know that's substack I make it free. You could apply yearly if you want. It's just $29 a year, but uh, I've made the blog free and your ability to comment. Please, please, please exercise and join the, uh, the, uh, the free membership. I wanted to talk about this issue about Miss Universe. The leaders and the bosses at Miss Universe has now come out and said that transgenders can compete because trans women are women. So they're really saying men with penises who want to be women, 
those are what trans women are, are women. Full stop. That's their statement. These are women, full stop. Now, how could a man with the genetic material that, that, that denotes him a man with a penis be a woman? How? How is it possible? And who the hell is Miss Universe? Bosses, these freak, to me, pedophilia type of people. Uh, misogynistic type of people for how they have treated women over the decades, um, objectifying women, etc. How could these people decide what is a man and what is a woman? And they want to tell you today that a man with a penis is a woman. So that you are supposed to shut up, sit back, and take what they, they, they said as gospel. But to me, as I wrote in my substack on this also, my blog, the problem with this is the woke, sick woman who sit back. That's what I think. Normal woman, full-fledged, real woman who sit back in a silent and they allow this madness. You know, they don't fight back against it. Some of them are even sicker. Women parents <clears throat> who take their little five-year-old Johnny and their little six-year-old Susie to sit down amongst other parents with their little children grinning and smiling and three feet away have this big hard back man with a big with, with, with a big grin on his face swinging around a pole, gyrating himself with his penis. Most often his balls hanging out of his nutsack. And these parents sitting on there grinning because they're feeling so nice and woozy about themselves. They, they're very woke. You know, W-O-K-E, they're woke. And they're very tolerant. Oh, I'm so tolerant. I took my son, Johnny. I have Johnny so confused, he doesn't even know if it's night or day, he doesn't know up from down. Now he doesn't even know he's a boy or a girl. Because he's a boy, but I am taking him to these men who want to be women with their balls and their nutsacks hanging out, swinging on a pole. But I'm so good because I'm woke. Right? <clears throat> this is a very serious situation. And um, and uh, I think um I think I think that um, that uh, we have a serious problem now. That um, I'm saying, don't come crying to me when you women, you real women, become irrelevant. To men, wanna be women with penises. You know, they wanna be men. The pedophilias, the would-be rapists, transgender men who wanna be. These are real men with penises. But you women who sit back, don't come crying to us in society. Don't come telling us now you're irrelevant. And oh, well, now they have men, women, and in between men, women, transgender. You're allowing it to happen. You're not waging the type of battle. You're letting this happen to you. you your position is so, you already were denigrated and relegated and subjugated and dehumanized over centuries by men. We still live in a patriarchal society in the West where men do bad things to women. I'm a man. I don't do bad things. But many men do, especially South Asian men and African men and Middle Eastern men and Caribbean men. My own people, they treat women like dogs, filthy men. They objectify women and think they're a piece of meat. That's what men are. They beat them. They physically abuse them. I come from the Caribbean. Most Caribbean homes don't care how good they look from on the outside. The men beat the women. They abuse them. They physically assault them. Even those women, you see, they come out and go to church and they with their nice perfumes on and their pumps 
and their fishnet stockings and their pearls and they're looking so well dressed and everybody, oh honey this, honey that, and everyone is hugging up. I came from it, my brothers and sisters. I have family in it, I can tell you. The men in those homes beat those women. There are things that you don't know. And those women take it. You know, there's a statement in that song, um, Lion Eyes. I believe um, it's by the Eagles. Um, for every refuge, there's a price. And that's what they meant. That's what Don Henley and they meant. For every refuge, there was a price. And they have women willing to pay that price. And what they do is they hurt women on the whole by allowing this garbage. So you can live in a nice house with a picket fence and drive around in a car. Right? So that the evening when the husband comes home from work, whatever the hell he does, he could slap you up a little bit, but you're going to have the food on the table because during the day when he's at work or whatever he does, you could go to the country club and sip some coffee with your friends. So that's the price you're willing to pay. And you're weakening women. And now you freakish women mothers who taken Johnny to the, um, to the uh, pole dancing transgender freaks. And you're smiling and you're giggling. And you're making Johnny think this is normal. How the hell? How the hell is that normal? You know, how the hell is it normal? How is it normal? Like the people calling on my phone right now are trying to turn it off and they don't understand. I'm probably in a meeting. Don't call the damn phone, but they still, still keep calling. So it's either I fling the phone against the wall or I smash the phone into pieces like Hillary Clinton with her corrupted email phone, you know? Or I just have to let it ring, so I apologize to you. So that is a situation that we face. We face with these work women who are allowing men with their balls and their nutsack hanging out, gyrating in the faces of their little children. Men, women who are allowing Leah Thomas, this transgender rapist freak, to enter the pool and defeat all these women in swimming races. Men who are allowing these, women who are allowing these men who say they are female cyclists compete in these races and win everything. You need to fight, women. You need to take to the streets. You need to pick up your pitchforks and go to the capital. You need to make sure that in 10 years, they don't have three genders, men, male, female, and transgender. Because you now will have no role. Because I guarantee you the transgender are going to be the second in society. It will still be patriarchal, but, but you will be third spot. Don't let that happen, women. Don't. Where's the feminist movement? Where's Gloria Steinem now? Where? Where's she? Where's Camelia Pagler? I, I, I can't remember if that's her name. If I'm pronouncing Camille Pagler, that, that ultra-feminist writer from 20, 30 years ago. Where, where, where's Hillary Clinton? Where are these feminists fighting for women? It's such a joke now. You know? I'm sorry if I'm a little crude today, but I want to let you know how angry I am. Once again, this driving vaccinated phenomena is a serious one. Driving and flying vaccinated because we have these people who are driving cars, buses, school buses, trucks, now just getting seizures and cardiac arrest while driving and plowing into innocent people. We must not let them drive until they are tested to exclude myocarditis, silent, D-dimer for clots, high troponin sensitivity test, high sensitivity troponin. 
for any cardiac damage due to some kind of silent heart attack you had. We need an EKG. We need chest MRIs with using contrast, gadolinum contrast. Yes, there's some risk with gadolinum. We could balance that benefit and risk case by case. Now we have this other set of morons at Maybelline. Maybelline advertising a lipstick in the last couple of days, put out this transgender freak, man with a beard, putting on all the lipstick. So he's their new lipstick model. So my question is, what's up, Maybelline? I put this in my blog too, Alexander COVID News. You idiots at Maybelline couldn't find a woman to advertise the lipstick, this new shade. What a bunch of perverted pedophiles at Maybelline. It's time to bud like Mulvaney you at Maybelline. Shut you down. The crap about this is I went asking a bunch of women about Maybelline. They told me they don't even buy crap from Maybelline anymore. So Maybelline is a wannabe company, so it's time maybe to Mulvaney it. Shut it down complete. Because they're trying to send a message to little boys and girls that lipstick on these freaks is normal. Lipstick is not normal on these freaks. I think I need some medications today because these are these are blogs that I wrote and these these are major major issues. What about the issue right now? We have we have recent stories that I put on my um I put on my Substack. I posted a blog at Alexander COVID News this morning. Why is the United States giving cluster bombs to Ukraine to kill Russian soldiers? So really and truly, what you're telling me is. It is not Russia versus Ukraine. This is really Russia versus America. This is not about Ukraine. And, and this idiot, this Darth Vader idiot Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, saying he won't speculate how long we'll need, how long will we need to, to, to continue providing these munitions. This is what the neocon conservatives and neoliberals, neocon liberals are. They're dead. They are debt cult people using our military to achieve their, their um, political games, their, their, their um, ge geopolitical reorganizing and realignment of the world. Why must United States shed blood and treasure for these freaks in Ukraine? Ukraine is one of the most corrupted. This Zelensky, this pump-wearing freak pedophile. You saw him playing the piano with his penis. Imagine that's what he, he got famous for as a comedian. He's a comedian who got famous with all his YouTube videos because he went on TV, television, playing the key, keys on a keyboard and a piano with his penis. That is who they elected in Ukraine. It's the most corrupted nation behind Nigeria. You go and you look at the surnames of many of the people on those contracts in the United States and Ukraine. United States taxpayer dollar. I guarantee you, you will find many surnames, matching surnames of people sitting down in the Congress and the Senate. Yes, your US taxpayer money, their children and grandchildren making millions and billions off of that money. You think when you send $100 billion to Ukraine, that going to any potential war with the people? That's in Zelensky and his buddy's pocket. This is Stephen in your face. Remember the Sam, what's his name? Sam, the FT scandal, the FTX, FTX or whatever. That's a Ponzi scheme between him 
the Democrat Party and, and all the members. That's campaign financing, bogus, corrupt crap. And even probably Republicans benefited there too. That's all. This is a slush fund. They show they draw it out. When you do, when the taxpayer money goes as aid, how it gets funneled back into the Democrat Party, etc. Part of it. Biden and they are taking us to World War Three. I want you people to understand that fully. Don't get confused. The war is between America and Russia. Listen, I sleep with one eye open, one eye closed when it comes to Vladimir Putin. But Putin is not my enemy. Putin concerned about his country and regaining the stature for his nation. <laughs>